Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and that's not how I start my podcast. I started by saying you're listening to episode 195 of the Catholic Foodie or something like that. Welcome, folks, to the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. I'm your host, Jeff Young, and today we are actually joining folks at SQPN, SQPN Live. We are doing a live broadcast slash podcast of the Catholic Foodie, and we're going to be talking about the podcast marathon, the campaign, the the giving campaign that is part of uh, SQPN's end-of-the-year activities, you know, trying to set the stage for next year to raise needed funds in order to continue to produce excellent excellent Catholic uh, content for uh, your listening and viewing enjoyment. So stay tuned right here at the Catholic Foodie, where food meets faith. Thank you so much, folks, for listening. I have to tell you right here at the outset, this is sort of a mini confession to you that uh, this whole podcast thing, I almost feel like a newbie all over again. I've been podcasting since 2008. uh, And then about two years ago, I think it's been about two years now, um, I was uh, invited to do a, uh, to to become part of a radio show, to start a radio show in New Orleans called Around the Table. I've got two co-hosts that uh, co-host that that show with me, uh, David Dawson, the president of Catholic Community Radio, and Monsignor Christopher Nolte, a priest of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. He's pastor of Good Shepherd Parish. If you are familiar with New Orleans in any capacity, maybe you've been in uh, in town here for Mardi Gras or something along those lines. Uh, he is the pastor of the church. It's the old St. Stephen's Church on uh, Napoleon Avenue, and it's right down there in Napoleon and Magazine. So if you are familiar with Magazine Street, there's a, a long stretch of just incredible restaurants, one after the other, with chefs who have been on Chop, they've been on Top Chef, and all those, you know, uh, competition food shows, a food network or whatever, uh, but very well-known, national, I mean, award-winning chefs. And and his parish is like two blocks from that. <laughs> it's pretty cool. Matter of fact, uh, one of the restaurants there, just around the corner, they use the parish grounds, the, right around the church, it's a fenced-in area. It's a, a bunch of green space, and they actually use that for gardening. And they 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 raise their own or gr- uh, grow their own herbs and and vegetables that they use to serve in the uh, in the restaurant. But as Monsignor likes to say, they always have to to tithe a bit of that uh, back to the church. And usually, he will take his tithe in the restaurant. He'll go and and eat some of his vegetables uh, that they prepare. So, (laughs) boy, the life of a priest, huh? Man, that's pretty nice. Life of a Monsignor, that's that's very nice. So we've been doing this radio show around the table with a Catholic, actually it's just around the table, uh, in New Orleans uh, for about two years. And I'll tell you, you know, it's it's a lot of work. Uh, Folks who podcast know this, and if you have never podcasted before, you may think, oh, man, that just sounds like they got it all together. They know what they're doing and everything's just so cool. I love listening to these things. But in actuality, it's a lot of work to put on a podcast. It's a lot of work to uh, to record something, to be scheduled, to be disciplined, to actually create that content, usually every week, and then to to edit it and to get it out there on the Internet and to make sure that, that, um, uh, that everything is continually moving smoothly. It's a lot of work. And uh, and that's what happened. You know, I started the radio show and podcasting and the radio show on top of it, it was just too much, too much. Um, you know, with my, my role with the radio show is that I'm um, I'm the, the guy who usually brings in the show and we, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I guess the, in a sense, the lead host in the sense that I, I say, okay, it's time for a break. I welcome you back from the break that kind of thing. But behind the scenes, I'm the guy who schedules the guests. I'm the one who has to find the guests, schedule them. Uh, we have a guest for every show. Um, I'm the one who sets the, 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 the schedule up, you know, so we, we record usually, and this is a secret, don't tell anybody, but we pre-record those radio shows, folks. <laughs> it's kind of like a podcast, you know, but we pre-record those uh, usually two, two, uh, two a week on Wednesday afternoons. They air on Friday afternoons at 3.30 uh, Central Time, and then 
they re-air or rebroadcast it again Saturdays at 4.30. So we pre-record those, and a lot of times, most of the shows are done in studio. So we have a studio at Notre Dame Seminary. And uh, so those shows are, are fairly simple because we're able to bring a guest in, usually by phone, although we have had guests uh, come to the studio to meet with us there. Um, Chef uh, John Besh has been on the show, Chef Matt Murphy, who owns the Irish House in New Orleans and has been on uh, Chopped. Not only was he on Chopped in 2012, but he won uh, Food Network's uh, Chops. That's really, really kind of neat. Um, we've had, uh, we also go out to restaurants though, and we do shows on location. We've, we've been to uh, Cafe Reconcile down in New Orleans. We've been to Cafe Hope, which are two restaurants that are actually outreaches of the Archdiocese of New Orleans. And, and that you, you really see, I get goosebumps even thinking about this. You really see where food and faith come together uh, here because you've got uh, a restaurant that is high quality. And what they do is they, they hire, um, what's, the, what's the nice way of saying it? Uh, uh, disadvantaged youth. Maybe these are folks who maybe haven't completed high school. Uh, they, they typically, typically come from uh, areas in the city of, of poverty. And so they, they haven't had necessarily the, uh, the advantages in life that, that a lot of us have had. And so they bring these guys in. They've got to. They have to qualify. They've got to, you know, make an effort, and they have to. Um, uh, there's a process for them. They don't just walk in the door and say, "Hey, I want to be part of this." And like, okay, you're you're hired. It's it's a process where uh, the program brings them in. There there's several weeks of of where they're learning life lessons. They're learning some uh, schoolwork. They're they're doing a lot of things uh, that have nothing to do with restaurant work. Uh, and then in the next part of the program, they're trained in every area of the restaurant. It's been very successful. They've had a lot of uh, of kids come through this program and end up going to culinary school. Uh, they end up working in restaurants that are very successful restaurants in New Orleans owned by Emeril Lagasse or Chef John Besh or some of these other uh, uh, very famous uh, chefs, very successful chefs. And so we've we've gone into these restaurants and and had samples of the food and we've been able to talk to the people behind the scenes who are making this thing work and to get the scoop and, and, and so that to be there and and to experience live you know right in a sense live it's it's out of the studio right it's there uh has been fantastic and one of the things that uh that we have done uh it's been a great joy for me is to actually be present on location at Dookie Chase's restaurant, uh, which is a tremendously, it's, it's, a, it's a very historic place in New Orleans, a lot of history there, a lot of life-changing and, uh, and culture-changing events took place in that restaurant. And Chef Leah Chase, who is Catholic to the core, uh, who is 92 and a half years old, <laughs> as she likes to say, she's 92 and a half, um, who is she was the inspiration by the way she was the inspiration behind uh tiana in disney's uh the princess and the frog uh, leah chase was the inspiration we got to sit at a table with her in her restaurant she fed us and talked to us for half an hour on the show about food and faith in her life that was incredible that was just absolutely incredible. And I was able to, uh, once the, the, cause the radio show is only 30 minutes long. Once the show was over, she sat there and chatted with us for another 45 minutes. And, uh, it, it was just such a beautiful experience. And, and, and I'm so grateful that I'm able to, to have experiences like that, you know, being part of the radio station, since it is a local Catholic radio station, I get to do those kind of things. If I was just doing that as a podcaster, it would be very difficult to maintain because you'd have to have the discipline, the time, the commitment to, to make all that stuff happen. And, and that's where it gets really difficult. And I'll, I'm going to talk more about that, too, that whole concept of, of, having, of doing things together, uh, maybe collaboration and, and teamwork and how important that is with any kind of endeavor. And that's why SQPN is so important. So I want to encourage you. Uh, again, during this hour, this hour here, uh, sqpn.com slash live, sqpn live. We're part of the podcast marathon. We're trying to raise money, folks. We're trying to raise money because it's pretty important down here, bub, as um, 
what's that quote from? It's a Wonderful Life. It's a Wonderful Life uh, when, what was the character's name? All of a sudden, I'm going to forget it. Here I am on the spot, and I'm going to forget. But uh, uh, Jimmy Stewart's character's uh, talking to Clarence, the angel, right? And then Clarence is saying there's no money in heaven. And, and what does Jimmy Stewart say? He says, yeah, well, it's pretty important down here, bub. And it is. And, and, and you think of all these good organizations in the church. You've got the Knights of Columbus who, who raise a ton of money every year through all kind of events. And that money is poured into charitable activities. It's, it's a really good thing. That money's being put to good youth, use. And we have the same thing happening here where uh, SQPN provides a service that nobody else is providing. Nobody else is providing it the way that SQPN does, and it is providing excellent Catholic content online where people are, right, where the eyeballs are and where the earballs are, as my kids like to say, your eyeballs and your earballs. You have tons, I mean millions of eyeballs and earballs on the Internet, right? That's where people are today, and SQPN has a substantial presence. Why? Because it provides excellent Catholic content content. And it does it through having podcasts not only about uh, the faith or apologetics, but it has podcasts about food. It has podcasts about family life. It has podcasts about uh, the secrets of Once Upon a Time, the secrets of Harry Potter. We talk about Star Wars here, folks. We have all these uh, uh, excellent uh, podcasts, excellent content, but it's also the topics. The topics are timely. The topics are things that 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 grab the attention of people and bring new listeners in all the time. And and to do stuff, to do this kind of good work, SQPN needs money in order to fund its efforts. And that's what this is all about. So uh, during this hour, while I am here recording uh, my first podcast in a very, very long time, and we'll talk more about that in a minute, uh, I'm going to give away a book. I wrote a book. You may know that. It's called Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie, Middle Eastern Cuisine. Got a copy of it right here so you can see it. I'm going to give a book away, and this is how you can win. If you give a donation to SQPN during this hour, I want you, once you have finished giving that donation, shoot me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Send me an email and tell me that you did, and that make sure you got your name in there, and I'm, of course I'm going to have your email address, but I'm going to put your name in a hat, and uh, at the end of the show, or maybe maybe sometime a little bit later today, because I, I don't think I could do it right during the sh at the end of the show, maybe during Catholic Weekend, I can draw a name out of the hat and let you know who won that book. So just a little incentive here to contribute to contribute to the good work of SQPN, the StarQuest Production Network. Now I am uh, I had hoped to take a quick break, you know, and and to play some um, some audio here. Foodie Podcast. Yeah, I like saying that, you know, Catholic Foodie Podcast. Yeah, I talked uh, in the last segment, I was talking about the fact that I've been doing radio for the last two years, and that's been a lot of fun. And I'm going to continue to do radio, but I, and my wife will tell you, yeah, I say this probably at least once a week. It's like, I, I miss, I miss my podcast. And, and I was able to, uh, for, a, for a period of time, I was able to uh, fudge a little bit 
with the podcast. And what I was doing is taking the uh, the around the table food show. I was taking the audio from that and uh, recording a a little introduction uh, about the show, about what we were talked about, and then I would just let that play, and I would submit that on the Catholic Foodie podcast feed as a podcast episode, and it worked okay for a while. Um, I had a couple of comments from folks who listened to – because I do release the Around the Table Food Show as a podcast too, um, and I had I had a few folks who listened to that contact me and say, you know, I don't want to listen to it twice. <laughs> I mean it's great and all, but I don't want to listen to it twice. So um, I kind of – yeah, after a while I just said I'm, I'm not going to do that. So, uh, but I miss the podcast, and I've been thinking about that and, and listening to uh, recent episodes of of the break with Father Roderick. I was thinking, you know what? It's time to resurrect the Catholic Foodie podcast, and so I'm working on a, a relaunch here. Matter of fact, we got—I guess we could say that this is uh, my my first episode of the relaunch. That uh, I'm I'm getting back in the saddle here, thanks to my friend Captain Jeff, who um, uh, sent out this invitation to us to help out with the podcast marathon. Uh, it gives me a chance because I'm telling you, I feel very uncomfortable uh, doing this again. I'm just I'm just not used to it, you know. So I'm very happy for this opportunity to get back in the saddle and and to do it in a way that's really kind of non-threatening, you know. It's it's uh, I was able to get on with with four or five other friends. Uh, as I as I came into this uh, this hour of podcasting on the marathon, and it made it a little bit easier. So I'm very thankful to to my my good friends there at SQPN for all of their encouragement, their support, and their their constant friendship. Uh, so I'm relaunching the Catholic Foodie Podcast. I don't know uh, what that means as far as what I'm going to do with all the old episodes. I've I've toyed around with the idea of uh, at least taking the first hundred of them and and archiving them or something. We'll see. But in the meantime, what it really means is I'm going to be doing a weekly show again. And uh, I'm very excited about that. We'll be back up and running. I've got a long list of, uh, of topic uh, ideas for uh, the coming weeks. I'm excited. This is always a great time of the year, folks, for content if you're Catholic. I mean, we're in the Christmas season, and I want to emphasize that this is a season. Christmas is not just a day. I tell you, I was I was so upset, and I, and I know this. I don't know why I get upset about it. I know how the world is. Uh, the day after Christmas, I actually had to go to my office to take care of some business. And uh, as I was driving, you know, we have this one radio station in New Orleans that during Advent, not really, they're not concerned about Advent, but from probably December 1st or actually probably Thanksgiving on, they play nothing but Christmas music 24-7. It's all they play, Christmas music. And so here we are, December 26th. I'm on my way to the office Turn the radio on, and guess what? We're back to, like, soft rock. <laughs> I was like, this is – man, this is so wrong, you know? So wrong. This is the Christmas season. We're in the 12 days of Christmas. Matter of fact, if you go over to catholicfoodie.com, I uh, posted a little uh, Christmas um, message uh, on Christmas Day. And uh, wait, 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 wait. What I do? I press something, and all of a sudden, it seemed like I saw Maria Johnson's face. Is Maria here? It's 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 Maria. Did you did you touch the Maria Johnson button? Is she here? <laughs> <laughs> Looks like she's going to be joining hey, us soon. <laughs> if you're if you're here, hi. How you? There she is. Hey, Maria. How are you? <laughs> she can't hear us. Oh, okay. Hello. How are oh. you? There you are. I love you. Oh, you are precious. How's it going? Good. Good. I was talking about you earlier. I was cooking oysters on Christmas Day. And oh, cool. Thank you about you. I'm going to talk about oysters in a minute, though. But first, I wanted, I was just mentioning the fact that on Christmas Day, I also uh, posted uh, a, little, a little Christmas message over at um, CatholicFoodie.com. And, and, and part of that was really to emphasize the fact that this, you know, Christmas is a season. Uh, we, we talk about the 12 days of Christmas. You've got a thousand different uh, 12 days of Christmas songs, right? All these different versions of this song. And it emphasizes that it is a, a season. It's funny how we forget that, right? We forget it on December 26th, but it is a season. And uh, down here in South Louisiana, I'm right outside of New Orleans. Uh, we love seasons. We've got uh, a season, I think, for just about everything. It's a very Catholic uh, area of the country. Uh, historically, very Catholic. And so, you know, we have um, 
I guess, you know, when you talk about like official things, if something is official, it's part of the canon, right? So you've got the canon of scripture. Uh, if you are a, um, I don't know, let's think, let's say what, a Star Wars fan, you know, you've got some things are part of the canon of Star Wars. Well, you know, when you talk about the liturgical seasons, you've got your, your typical liturgical seasons, right? The part of the canon, like Lent, Advent, Ordinary Time, uh, Easter and all that, right? Christmas, you know. Well, down here we have, an extra season is called the Mardi Gras season. And so from Christmas through um, really Easter, there's no lack of content if you're a Catholic blogger, podcaster living in uh, South Louisiana because the 12 days of Christmas, we're trying to you know enter into this season and a lot of good cooking, a lot of good uh, events still going on in the city. Matter of fact, uh, I'm taking the family this evening for a whole night in New Orleans uh, where we're going to see the the Nutcracker, the Russian Ballet. We're going to see the Nutcracker performance at the Singer Theater. We're going to uh, dinner at uh, one of John Besh's, uh, Chef John Besh's restaurants. Uh, we're going to stroll around the Roosevelt Hotel, which is decked out at Christmas time and still is decked out with these lights. It's incredible. Uh, and in other parts of the city, too, a lot, lot of Christmas decorations still up. And a lot of Christmas activities still going on. So we're going to do that this evening. Uh, but as we work through the 12 days of Christmas, guess guess where and how that culminates. The 12 days of Christmas ends or culminates really with uh, the Feast of the Epiphany. And another name for that feast is King's Day. One of the great um, traditions that we have down in South Louisiana during what, what I term the Mardi Gras season – uh, it starts on January 6th, which is the traditional date for uh, King's Day, Epiphany, the Feast of the Epiphany, when the wise men came and presented their gifts to the baby Jesus. Um, and that is the king cake, right? The king cake. And um, I make king cakes every year, make them from scratch, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it's a, it's a not really a weight loss program in any, any sense of the, the term. But do uh, you and, have all of your teeth, Jeff? Not yet. You know, you still uh, have all of your teeth from biting into. Oh, teeth! I thought you meant. I thought you said cheese, because I like no. to put cream cheese inside the. No, no, cake. no, no. Do you have your teeth? I do. I do. I'm gonna use them. You're gonna use them a lot. Mm -hmm. you, you've never been into baby Jesus. <laughs> no. Well, you know, it's funny. We talk about that, and it's a. It's kind of an ongoing joke, and I think the funny thing is that mo the people who are most concerned about that are people who aren't from here. It's that's the funny thing. It's kind of like um, when when people first hear about Mardi Gras and the parades and how we throw things from the floats, they're like horrified. If they're not from here, they're like, "What? That's that's dangerous, you know?" <laughs> and uh, "Ooh, that's dangerous." And we're like, "What are you talking about? <laughs> we do it all the time. It's, what's the big deal?" <laughs> Same thing with the baby Jesus. We grew up doing this, and so we know the protocol, right? We know what to watch out for. Matter of fact, nine times out of ten, when they cut that king cake. The person cutting, and, and usually one or two other people, because they're over there watching very carefully, already know where that baby Jesus is. And it's a little plastic baby Jesus. We don't do like a cement one or you know gold or something really hard. It's a plastic baby Jesus. And so normally when you get your piece, you're looking at it, and you see a leg sticking out or a hand, sometimes a head. Right. So it's not uh, it's not really a dangerous thing, but but it is a tradition. It's very traditional. And uh, matter of fact, and that's what I love about New Orleans. You know, that's one of the many things I love about New Orleans is that because of the rich history of Catholicism here, that even the non-Catholics are they I mean, they 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 embrace so many of our traditions wholeheartedly without even thinking about it. You know, I, I love driving down the street during Lent. And you see these big billboards for, for Lenten fish fries, and it's for like the Baptist church, <laughs> you know, or the, or the, the uh, Episcopal church or something. I love that. I think that's a, a fantastic thing because there's so much that binds all of us together as Christians. And, um, and I think too often we focus on the things that, that separate us, and uh, that, that gets us nowhere. That it gets us nowhere, and and if we just focus on the things that bind us together, that bring us together, then at least that can help to foster dialogue. It can help to foster some sort of growth in our in our relationship. If if all we're doing is focusing on what separates us, well, then we're just going to remain separated. 
So that's my two cents today on ecumenism. I hope you enjoyed that. Well, Maria, so so good to see you. How are you? I am well. I overslept this morning. I had a little wacky night last night. Well, are you going to be part of the uh, Catholic Weekend crew today? I will be. And you are now part of the Catholic Foodie crew. I'm so glad Ooh. you are. So did you see um, the comment that I put on Charles' comment yesterday about the uh, the chestnuts roasting, the roasted chestnuts? No, uh, no, I didn't. <laughs> I thought that? that's why you were teasing me about the oysters. Lisa, oh. Lisa Handy is in New York and uh, was so excited because they were roasting chestnuts on on the uh, on a corner, so they were going to go eat chestnuts. <laughs> 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 Those are so gross and mealy. Oh, that's terrible, that terrible. <laughs> but your lovely wife commented that they're delicious and that she loves them, and I said that that's not an endorsement. You people eat raw oysters. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like them. I've I've had them. Uh, there's a guy every year in December. Usually he waits until it's a really cold Saturday, and he'll go. We have a, a very large farmers market right in the middle of town, about five minutes from here, and um, he he roasts them right there every year. And, and I've I've tried them, and I'm I'm not a fan. Mm. I'm yeah. I'm not a fan. My kids love them, and my wife loves them, but they're all weird. You know, yeah, I'd, I'd eat an oyster before I eat a chestnut. Yeah, the chestnuts are gross. <laughs> Speaking of oysters, I, I did think about you on, and Char and I do this, you know, a lot because anytime uh, we're eating oysters, I think back to that Twitter conversation we had a while back, and I just thought it was so funny. And for whatever reason, it sticks <laughs> out of my mind. With it was me, you, and Steve, I think, on Twitter talking about y'all were talking about how gross and disgusting oysters were. Let yeah. me let me show you this. Oh, gosh. If you eat an oyster on the air, I'm going to just bark. No, no this, this thing is um, really, really awesome. This is called an oyster bed. Um, let's see if I can get it. Get it is very here. beautiful. Either that or you can use it for a seder, I think, too. Very, very beautiful. You've got all these you know, 12 wells. This is a full dozen here. You know, when you talk about oysters, you can eat raw oysters, of course. But one of the things that we like to do is uh, grill or char grill oysters. And in the past, we've been doing this for years. It's kind of a, you know, one of our Christmas traditions uh, in this household is uh, is a seafood feast. And it's, you know, a lot of that's just because we're right over the Gulf of Mexico. Seafood's plentiful. Uh, but also it's because this time of year is a time where people tend to splurge, you know, on things. And I love to make seafood gumbo. But I tell you, I only make it once a year because it's so expensive to make. I, and I did not make it this year. It was uh, it's an anomaly, for whatever reason. My wife, um, a couple of days before Christmas, says, "You know, I, I, I really just don't feel like doing a gumbo this year. I, don't, I really don't want to eat a gumbo." And I'm like, "What? We have to. It's tradition. We've got to do it." But she she won out. We're not. We didn't do a gumbo. Instead, she won a crawfish etouffee. I didn't do that either. I'll tell you about that later. But um, Last year's seafood gumbo, I think I think I, it was probably about $120, $130 that went into that gumbo. You know, it's expensive because you're buying all the, the the seafood, the shrimp, and the oysters, and the um, the crab meat, and, and and then all the fixings that go along with it too. You have to have the Trinity, uh, oyster, uh, not oysters. I'm about to say oysters, onions, uh, celery, bell pepper, the traditional Trinity down here. We call that uh, a, kind of a mirepoix. Um, Cajun style, Creole style here in New Orleans. And um, so, so once you get it all, you know, it's all said and done, it's probably about 120, 130 bucks, you know? So uh, this year we're going to do something different, but we still want to do seafood. So uh, these two new friends of mine, I just met them a couple of months ago. They're two brothers. They grew up about 20, 30 minutes away from here. Uh, uh, Adam and Tommy Waller, wonderful Catholic brothers, Catholic, uh, like, blood brothers right they're they're not brothers like religious brothers they're just brothers uh good men both married uh with families young families young kids um practicing their faith and, and they're really big on family traditions and food can you believe it food food and faith and how it all kind of comes together around the table with family and they love to do one of the things uh, tommy is a, a marine and every every time he was going to get uh, every time he was he was about to be deployed their, their tradition was to get around the table, have a big, huge feast, and their feast always included a sack or two of oysters. So they shuck the oysters. Some of them they eat raw. Some of them they would grill, 
and and that's uh, where the idea for this product came from. They developed this. It just came out uh, about a month ago called the Oyster Bed. This is pretty heavy-duty stuff here. It's metal. It's it's uh, The actual production of the product was from uh, Wilton Armitel is the company who produced this. But it's neat because instead of, you know, I love raw oysters, but they have some other famous dishes in uh, New Orleans like Oyster Rockefeller, Oyster Bienville, um, uh, Oysters Mosca, which uh, which means fly, right, Maria? Mosca. But it's funny. That's what it's called, Oysters Mosca. Um, they have these, and they're all kind of char – broiled or char grilled oysters and so that's what we did on christmas i char grilled i think i only did like three dozen oysters as an appetizer and uh, it was just so good i did it with this real tangy sauce that included uh hot sauce as part of it but it had hot sauce and butter and wishshire and garlic and uh green onions and uh parmesan cheese and so it was all kind of baked right in there. I did it in the oven. It was broiled. Uh, oh, no, I think I would uh, dare to eat that if oh, it's cooked. Really, really, oh, yeah, cooked. It's really, really, really good. So we did that, and we did some uh, some shrimp and kept it kind of simple yeah. on Christmas Day. But that's uh, that's part of the tradition, and that's what we do. Uh, we like to do oysters. And so that's why we've been talking about y'all a lot over the last couple of days. Um, anything else that y'all have that you, you were – wanted to talk about i've got a few other things here on my agenda i've got about 15 minutes left before the catholic weekend show starts but before if you're just joining us folks we are here this is a podcast marathon we are here uh today trying to raise money and uh, money is very important for um for doing good works and you know you can't do good works if uh if you don't have the money to help support that so we are at $13,209. We have only $4,971 to go. Uh, so if you need to contribute, if you haven't already, please do help out. Uh, this money goes to, um, uh, to to pay off my limousine. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, it doesn't. This money goes to help support SQPN to cover all the costs that SQPN has on an annual basis in order to continue to provide excellent Catholic content uh, and to reach new audiences and to go where no podcaster has gone before. Uh, Captain Jeff, I see you there. Is there anything you would like to say real quick about the uh, the marathon, about the uh, any particulars about that? I, I, I will reiterate the fact that I am giving away during this hour a signed copy of my new book, Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine. Um, all you have to do is contribute to SQPN and then shoot me an email at jeff at catholicfoodie.com. Send me an email telling me that you contributed. Give me your name, and uh, your name will go into a hat to win a signed copy. Now, a Jeff, you're so modest. Great. Tell us about that book that you're holding. Oh, this book? This is, uh, this is just a little something I did uh, over the last six months or so. Yeah, but it just came uh, out like in November, didn't it? It did. It came out in November. The it was delayed at. Uh, it was supposed to be out November first. It was delayed at press uh, a little bit, a couple of like three weeks actually. So it was more around the twenty first, somewhere around the twenty twenty first that it came out. I had some copies sent to me. We had a, an advance um, uh, copies that were sh shipped to me because I had a, a, a big dinner planned. It was a big launch party planned. We had uh, I think thirty eight folks join us at a, a local restaurant. They these two chef award winning chefs. Uh, cooked the menu from from the book, and it was just I've heard over and over again people saying just how wonderful that night was. It was so good. But the whole point behind this, folks, the whole point behind uh, the Catholic Foodie, the whole point behind Around the Table, the radio show, the whole point behind Around the Table with the Catholic Foodie Middle Eastern Cuisine, this book, is to inspire and encourage families to get back in the kitchen, get back around the table. That's really the whole point. And I do that through telling uh, uh, fun stories. I do it through sharing recipes. I do it through uh, giving cooking tips. Um, this book, by the way, is really based on two two things. Uh, my, my wife, uh, Char, is Lebanese, and so uh, you know, we've been married for 16 years. I've known her since 1992, and I fell in love with the first moment I saw her. So I, I spent a lot of time even way back when with her and her family uh, learning or you know, eating the food that they would prepare, a lot of Lebanese food, which I love. 
uh, and then also learning how to cook it. And so we cook Middle Eastern a lot. And uh, and then back in February of this year, I led a pilgrimage, the first food meets faith pilgrimage to the Holy Land. And it was all your traditional uh, Holy Land pilgrimage experiences that you can think of, all the things you think of when you think of going to the Holy Land. But in addition to that, there was a whole buffet of foodie events, uh, whether it was visiting a winery, whether it was going to an Iraqi bakery, whether it was dining in some of the best restaurants in Jerusalem and in Palestine and Bethlehem. Um, we did all that, and, and, and it was amazing. So we grew in faith around the table of the Eucharist, and we grew in faith around the dinner table. It was beautiful. And so this book is a, kind of an outgrowth of that. It's, it's a sharing of family recipes, family stories, uh, the pilgrimage to the Holy Land, stories from the Holy Land, uh, recipes in here from chefs, professional chefs in Nazareth, in Bethlehem, in Jerusalem, uh, that they shared recipes with me and told me that I could I could include them in the book. So a lot of good things uh, in here. So it was a lot of fun, and I've gotten a lot of great feedback from people. I'm I'm so excited. Uh, Liguri Publications is the publisher, and they really did a fantastic job uh, putting the book together. So you can enjoy it on a coffee table, or you can enjoy it on the kitchen counter as you are making hummus and falafel and baba ganoush and shish kebabs. What's the best way for us to uh, buy it? Uh, it's available on Amazon. It's available at Liguri. Uh, I will say uh, if, if you are willing to pay shipping – I will say that I, I personally have a, a, a stock of these because I've got a lot of events I'm speaking at over the next uh, few months, and I do have a stock myself. So if you want a one signed and you're not a, afraid of paying shipping costs, uh, email me, and I'll, uh, I can make that happen. Excellent. Or you can donate this hour to SQPN, the giving campaign, and uh, the podcast marathon here. And then email me and tell me you did, and I'll put your name in a hat to win a what, sign. What's your email address? Jeff at CatholicFoodie.com. Okay. Excellent. Fantastic. So I will say uh, I've, I've got about uh, 10 minutes left before the Catholic weekend train takes off and pulls out of the, um, out of the station. Uh, I've got a couple of things I want to say, just announce, announcements. You know, I've already announced the fact that um, – the podcast, right? The Catholic Foodie podcast is has been resurrected thanks to my good friends at uh, SQPN. Thank you, Captain Jeff. You're awesome. You're you're just beautiful. I mean, the mustache, the, the glasses. I mean, you're, 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 and your heart. You got a really good heart. And I want to thank you for all your, um, you know, inspiration and helping me to get back in the saddle here, podcasting. So that 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 is uh, one of the announcements that I had for the, the day. Excellent. Um, I also want to announce the fact that um, the next Food Meets Faith pilgrimage is going to be to Italy, Ooh. October 2013, uh, 2013, 2015, October 2015. I haven't set the dates yet. We're still working on that. We should have the date set by the first of the year, uh, but it will be in, uh, in um, Italy. And we're going to start in Milan, and this year is really you know, intriguing. It's food and faith again, right? We're going to all these holy places, but it's also – there's going to be a food element to this. And uh, this year in Italy, the, World, the World's Fair Expo is in Milan, and that only happens once every five years. This year it's in Milan, and believe it or not, the theme is food. And so you're going to have uh, people and food from all over the world here at, at the World's Fair uh, Expo, not here, but there. And so we're gonna have two days there. It's gonna be fantastic. Two days at the World's Fair in Milan. Uh, the total trip, we're gonna be 11 days on the ground there. So we're going from, from there to uh, Cinque Terre, that area where you can only get to it by boat. And Maria's got a mustache. I, I don't know if y'all have recognized or seen that yet, but she's got a... It's just all this talk of uh, Italian well, cuisine. Just, so she's trying to be wanted, like Captain Jeff. <laughs> I just wanted a compliment that my mustache is pretty. <laughs> it's very pretty. That Maria, you you have a gorgeous mustache. <laughs> I love it. It's just, I mean, Something you really can't say to most it's, women. It's beyond... It's beyond middle words. age. What can I tell you? It took me a lifetime to develop it. You know, I'm sorry. I want to hear like, about your... 
<laughs> no, it looks a lot like the restaurant I went to in um in in, in Bethlehem. It was called Abu Shanab, which oh, means fantastic. big mustache. And and the owner and the head chef there had this big huge mustache, just like you. It's, it's awesome. Fantastic. Awesome. Tell us about Italy. Cinque Terre and La Spezia is one of the, the towns I think is very well known in that area. You can only get to that area by boat. We'll be there for, I think, a couple of days, too. And then we're going to Tuscany. We're going to see the place where Michelangelo was born. We're going to see where the marble, that he got the marble for his David. So and then later on in the, in the pilgrimage, we will actually see uh, David. So that's really kind of a neat thing. And then we're going to make our way over to Assisi and spend some time in Assisi. Uh, with with St. Francis, you know, and, and all the wonderful holy Franciscans uh, that that are there. And uh, then we make our way to Rome and we'll hang out with Pope Francis. There's a lot of Francis is going on here. Mm-hmm. Hang out with Pope Francis. We're going to go to a Wednesday audience, an audience with uh, the Holy Father. And we're going to end our, our pilgrimage in Rome and then make our journey back here. And the good news is, is that there will be a um, – Around the table with the Catholic foodie Italian cuisine uh, after that trip. Wow, so that's, how cool uh, is that? That's going to be pretty cool. So um, keep your eyes and ears open. I'll have more information uh, right, right after the first of the year on dates and everything else, and I'll have that over at catholicfoodie.com. But it will be in October of 2015. Wow, that sounds fantastic. How many days? It's 11 days. Wow. Sounds like an awesome trip. Wow. Eat your way through Italy. (laughs) And uh, the Holy Father will be cooking something as well, I hear. Is that right? He he likes to cook, so you never know. know? (laughs) You're going to be drinking that weird uh, mash, right, that he drinks. Uh, Um, Grappa. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a fan of grappa. Yeah. Hmm. It's an acquired taste that, you know, I think you only acquire about 30, 45 minutes after you're dead. <laughs> terrible, <laughs> terrible, terrible. There's a soft drink. There's a soft drink that's made with um, with the same yerba mate. Grappa cola. No. You, have you had it in my house? It tastes like cream soda. Oh, it's, yeah. It's uh, good. It's, uh, what's it called? Materba. Yeah, I had that. Yeah. It's excellent. I love cream soda. Very cool. Well, if you if you guys have, we got about five more minutes. I do have one more announcement. You take take it all yes, the time sir. you want. Take what, Jeff. what you want. Well, I'll take another hour then. I mean, if you okay, don't that's you fine. Don't <laughs> that's that's one less hour that people have to endure Catholic weekend. Now, I want to uh, I want to reach out to the SQPN family and to ask for uh, for prayers over the next. Uh, Six months or so, um, as as we are expecting a new baby. What? No. <laughs> no. All right. So that uh, definitely, uh, yay. How beautiful. Fantastic. See, now I thought that this was gonna. This was the baby, right? Of 2014. This was the baby. This is what I worked on. It was kind of like a baby, you know. Um, but but we are expecting, and uh, the due oh, date is June June eighteenth, and uh, just just you know for folks who maybe haven't listened to the Catholic Foodie podcast in a while or kept up with me, um, my youngest is thirteen. <laughs> uh-huh. So we're starting over again. We're, <laughs> we're but the good news is we've got um, built-in babysitters. You know, and, that's perfect. Uh, yeah, it's gonna be really, that is really going to be such a, an amazing blessing for you and your oh, whole family. It's gonna keep us young. Keep us yeah. young, right? Oh, oh those diapers. Active, that's for sure. <laughs> hey, Jeff. I mean, yeah. don't you miss doing all those diapers? Well, you know, it's funny. Uh, my oldest child is 15, Christopher. My only son, uh, Christopher. And I was joking around with him a couple of weeks ago. I said, yeah, you know, we had a family meeting because he was at Boy Scouts one night. And I said, um, you know, we had a family meeting while you were gone and we voted and uh, it's, it's been decided. You 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 get all the poo-poo diapers. Your duty, right? Your duty. <laughs> diaper duty. And um, uh, and it's it's done. We voted. You yeah, you know, that'll teach you for missing a family meeting. That's right. Uh, that's what happens when you're not here to vote. <laughs> Although he would have been outnumbered anyway. He'd have been outvoted. <laughs> um, so he 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 was you know of course wanted to argue that, uh, but it's a little joke. But you have some great leverage now because car keys, poopy diapers, Ooh. car keys, poopy diapers. That's right. I do. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> 
leverage. <laughs> leverage. <laughs> how does uh, how does can anybody do the um, uh, imitation of uh, Jack Sparrow saying that? Mm. How does he say it? Come on. Don't we have like a secrets of the pirates of the Caribbean or something? I haven't I haven't had enough rum yet this morning. <laughs> <laughs> yet. <laughs> Although I think I still have uh, plenty of eye I uh eyeliner that's probably bugged out. Mm. So I guess you won't be going to the CNMC? <laughs> well, we talked about that. Char did we did because that's the week before, I think. What is the date yeah, on the yeah. CNMC? Yeah, June seventh. Yeah. The seventh. I mean, she did say she said um I mean, she won't be going, you know, but uh, depends on how we, we keep an eye on it. And I, I mean, I want to be there. So we're going to keep an eye on it, see how things are going. And, and it may work out to where I can scoot on over, you know. Oh, man, I would kick your butt mm -hmm. if she went into labor. Well, if she went into labor, <laughs> I had to turn around and come back. You know? <laughs> but it should work. That's so awesome. An hour of the Catholic foodie. Thank you uh, so much, SQPN. Thank you, uh, well, to everybody who is here on, on the show right now. Thank you, folks, for listening. And uh, keep your podcast, uh, your podcatcher, what do you call those things? You know, your podcatcher. Keep it uh, tuned. Resurrect if you have uh, unsubscribed. Resubscribe, folks, to the Catholic Foodie because it's back. Excellent. Catholic Foodie. You can find it on iTunes or head over to the Catholic Foodie website, catholicfoodie.com. I'm sure you'll have instructions there. Do you hear the lullaby playing in the background? I'm falling asleep. <laughs> yeah, I'm falling asleep. <laughs> That's for the little baby. You better sleep now, buddy. <laughs> Get as much sleep hey, as you can. So <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. So... So, yeah, that's fantastic. So many great announcements, Jeff. Man, you really surprised yeah, I everybody. Uh, I, the, I just, you know, save, every, save up and, you know. The Catholic Foodie uh, podcast is back, and that's awesome. Uh, the And again, information about that. Will you have information on how to uh, subscribe via iTunes on your site there? Absolutely. Well, there's a button there already. Okay, it, great. I never took it down. And uh, that's that's fantastic. And then um, let's see your um, your tour of Italy um, around the table, uh, Italy uh, version or whatever you're calling it. What are you, what are you calling it? Well, it's it's food meets faith, and Italy is the actual okay. pilgrimage because you know it's the Catholic foodie where food meets faith. Faith. And then uh, the book itself will be around the table, the Catholic foodie. I thought it was food, folks, and fun. Well, that's a little bit different. Okay. That, that's how I've been signing my books. And then, of course, the the most important announcement you made is that you were expecting new life, and that's just awesome. That's right. Well, actually, there already is new life there, so we're expecting it to pop out sometime in June. That's fantastic. That's right. I just, you know, pray for, for it. You know, it's, it's uh, I mean, my, you know, Char's doing great. She's doing fantastic. Thanks, thank, thanks be to God. Um, everything's wonderful. Um but she's, you know, it's, it's, she hadn't done this in a while, you know, yeah. mm -hmm. a little out of practice so, and, and the, life, the life doesn't makes slow sense down. Now. <laughs> I know, I know. And we've had a few of those instances where her tastes have changed and, you know, those kind of things, like not being able to eat some of the things she used to eat. And, but, um, that was, that was for a few weeks and then it seems like everything's kind of gone back to normal. So, well, my, my wife's cha um, tastes have changed. In men. <laughs> Just kidding. All right. Well, thank you. Thank you so much, Jeff, for um, for helping us out with the uh, with the marathon uh, at on short notice. By the way, we really do appreciate that, and um, I look forward uh, to uh, getting uh, my my dose of Catholic foodie. Uh, via the podcast, and uh, I love the radio programming, uh, as you said. But there's something, there's something about podcasting that is just different than yeah. radio programming, where you just feel more, more of a connection to the people uh, doing the podcast. I think it's a little bit. Yeah, more I, th I think that the podcast, podcasting is just more uh, intimate, it's more personal, mm -hmm. and uh, and you hear, I mean, hearing mistakes and hearing. Um, stuff in the background and I mean all that really contributes I think to the experience and matter of fact before I before I pop out I, I do want to mention this um, and I kind of joke I, I was serious but I said it in a funny way I'm thanking you for the opportunity to, to, to get back in the saddle and you're making it kind of easy for me to do that but um, 
uh, I, I really have avoided podcasting in the last several weeks, even though I've really wanted to do it because I'm terrified, you know, and I think part of it is having been in radio and having, you know, you're watching the time and everything is just so, uh, I don't want to say professional because it's not really the word, but it's, structured. there's something about it that's structured. There you go. Structured that it made me nervous to go back to just doing podcasting. And so my thought is, and here's my, um, my uh, possibly like a little theme here is I'm the Catholic foodie out of the studio and into the kitchen. And I'm thinking about just really kind of dumbing it down as far as technology goes and focus more on the content and the experience of it rather than, Oh, I've got a high PR 40. I've got my mixer mm-hmm. It's going to be this, you know, beautiful studio, whatever experience. I've actually got a brand new lavalier mic I bought about a month ago that I'm going to take a road. I believe it's road mm-hmm. is the brand it's supposed to be high quality, take it into the kitchen, do some cooking and podcast at the same time towards more of what it used to be. In the beginning, yeah. returning to my first love. And then uh, like to, to having it with you as you're cooking in the kitchen? Yeah. Awesome. I think that's a fantastic idea. It so is. that's that's what I'm going to Oh, well, you'll be talking like this. And talking <laughs> oh, <laughs> Julia. And drop it, just pick it up again. Pick it up. Nobody's <laughs> going to know. <laughs> By the way, Mike Kuypers, the mayor of SQPN, has a great suggestion. If it's a boy, Ed Fu Young. <laughs> Very nice, Mike. <laughs> Very good. I like that, Mike. Oh, Mike always comes up with great, great ideas. <laughs> How right. long was he sitting on that one before you popped it in? Uh, I don't know. Uh, it looks like he uh, he's had it out there for a while. I just happened to look over at the chat room and I went, oh, okay. I see Mike's at it with his shenanigans. Shenanigans. <laughs> oh man well that um right. hey hey jeff uh, i know you're you're a busy man and uh but if you uh this is we're going to be doing this all darn day long so please feel free to uh to hang out as much as you want or to leave and then pop back in at any time this is very loosey-goosey and yeah uh, come back in the th- three o'clock hour yeah, two o'clock hour. Three o'clock, and then uh, after after uh, Maria's hour, um, uh, it's wide open. Yep. So maybe we can do something then. If you happen to be around, that'd be fun. Awesome. Okay. Well, y'all have fun. Enjoy the train ride. Train ride. <laughs> train, train ride. ride. Uh, train I don't ride. think it's not really a ride. It's more of a. Um, uh, uh, it's a more of a. <laughs> and I will uh, I will talk to you all soon. Thank okay. You so Thanks, hey, Jeff. Give, give my love to Char. I will. Yes, hey, please. And until next time, bon appétit. <laughs> bon appétit. <laughs> bon appétit. <laughs> Adios. Congratulations to you and Char. Thank you so much. Thank you.